Kelly O'Mara, it's good to see you slash hear you. You're like see through the computer. That's right. We can see each other, even though folks at home can only hear us. But Kelly, it's been kind of a crazy epic. I don't even know how to explain the last couple of weeks for you. So I'm just going to let you tell our audience what, like, what the heck's been happening. Yeah. So, I mean, I was supposed to be in Morocco and then race New York Marathon. And some people I think know because I've like kind of said, obviously, this, that didn't happen. What happened instead was that my husband got emergency brain surgery at like 4 a.m., the Friday before I was supposed to leave. So some people know that he had a crash back in the summer, a bike crash and and has been having issues since then. And it turns out there had been blood under his skull, like between the skull and his brain kind of slowly since then. So guys, if you have a concussion and a bad accident, you should like definitely advocate for yourself. If you're like, this isn't normal. I don't like, this is not normal concussion recovery. Like, keep going back in. Cause that's what we were told for, right, but he's times. okay now, but right? he's okay now. So he ended up having, uh, they finally like did it. They finally realized what had happened and did a CT and saw his blood and did surgery. And so they took the blood out and he's suspected to make a full recovery. It's just like a long recovery process now. And that was by the time this airs, that was three weeks ago. So he's basically been recovering since then. So it's been crazy. It's been totally crazy. And it's like one of these things that uh, I really haven't like wanted to get into a ton with people, but that is what mm-hmm. happened. And it's mm-hmm. nuts. And life has been nuts. And I was telling you, there were so many parts of this, like going to the emergency room multiple times and like being sent home and coming back that were so bad. They were funny. Right. It's one of those times like, okay, so one of my favorite bands from when I was like 19 was the Indigo Girls. Do you know the Indigo Girls? Mm-hmm. And there was like I've a, heard of them. Oh. No. <laughs> What's that? I've heard of them in the past. <laughs> in the past, you've occasionally. So there was a line in one of their songs was like, you wait, you have to laugh because you'd cry your eyes out if you didn't. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's um, apropos right now. Oh, it, it definitely is. And so here was the one thing I was going to tell you, though. Like, I literally thought like when this happened, I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell Sarah this later. So this is one. this is terrible, guys. But it's like he's OK now so we can laugh. Right. But we're like <laughs> laughing because we're not crying. Just so you guys Just know why clear. we're laughing. OK. Just, yeah. Okay. OK. So he was having really bad issues. We went to the emergency room. We got sent home. They said he was fine. Uh, he was delusional. And so a day passed and we, I'm like, we have to go back and he's delusional. He has no, he's walking around our house. No idea where he is. He's tipping over. So I'm trying to make him go down our stairs. Like we have a set of concrete stairs. We live on the second floor and he just starts to tip forward down the stairs. And I, and when, when you say that to people, they think like, oh, and then he caught himself. Like, they think you mean that he just stumbled. And I'm saying no. Like, he was gone. He was face planting down the stairs. Like, this set of concrete stairs. So I had to, like, dive. And I was, like, grabbing onto the railing and, like, using my shoulder to, like, prop him up. And I'm, like, screaming. And he almost took me down with him because you don't expect someone to, like, full body weight in you. And then I was, like, holding onto both railings and, like, making a net with my body. And he's, like, very, very fortunate, basically, that I'm a very fit person. Because this would have ended like really badly otherwise. Oh fuck! And you're not you're a small person. Like small how person. big is Steve? He's a little, like bigger than me. Yeah, not that much bigger, okay. but bigger. And so all I kept thinking after, after I like got him like get him all the way down the stairs, I was like, holy shit, Sarah! Like thank God I'm not just like endurance runner fit. Like thank God CrossFit saved Steve's life. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit. Like, isn't that the whole point of CrossFit? Like functional fitness so that you are functional ready fitness. in emergency so situations. If your husband has a brain bleed 
and he's he's nose diving off a concrete step, some concrete stairs. You can save him. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's a great story. But that's like the whole point, Go right? CrossFit. Yeah, to be like ready in any situation. So right. well, I'm so glad. I'm so like, I'm, that warms my heart. There, there you go. go. My CrossFit loving heart. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I've been up to. What have you been doing in the last two weeks? Well, okay, I have to say, like, obviously, I'm not going to top that story. But no one is. It's fine. But my last, we're not going to even try. But like the last couple of weeks have been like fairly intense for me as well. Um, I think I said on the last show, like how I came back from Kona and I came right off like a red eye flight, moved into my new condo and which was like, so I didn't like, I didn't really like, I didn't know where I was and what I was doing for multiple days. So if like on the last episode, I sounded a bit out of it, it's because I was. And then since then, it's been like full on with the Outspoken Summit because that's happening right. um, one week from when this episode is released. So it's basically like the summit has become my more or less full-time job for the last, since I got back from Kona. So there was no really like other people in Kona. You know, when you go to Kona, right, and everyone's like, like taking a break after and partying. Yeah. yeah. There's like solidarity in the industry mm-hmm. around like taking a break after Kona. And like people have like caught up with they're like, they, that's what, that's what people ask each other. Like, did you get some downtime? And I'm like, no, I did not get any. <laughs> instead i moved house and organized a summit but like okay the worst of it is and here's what i wanted to say is that like moving to it's always the last thing you expect that's the most stressful thing so like moved in everything's fine got my daughter moved into her room whatever but like my dog has been having like the worst like anxiety separation anxiety since we moved down here and so like now i'm in a situation where Like I can't, every time I left the house, he kept destroying things like in this brand new condo. So he's destroyed blinds. He's destroyed baseboards. He's like, he started, he's never been like a peer in the house. Like he's always like well-behaved. He started pissing all over the place. He destroyed a chair. Like every time I went out to come back and there's like mass destruction. So I've been having to deal literally like with my dog's anxiety (laughs) since we down here. And like, so I've been taking him everywhere with me in the car, but lately it's got like pretty bad because he, he doesn't like the car either. (laughs) So today I went, I'm now I'm one of these people. This is what's happening is that my dog is now on anti-anxiety medication. So is my cat. It's fine. Well, it's fine. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it works because you know, like those meds, you have to find the right one. It's like humans, <laughs> you have to I find know. like the right. So yeah. So anyway, hopefully he's called Mikey. Michael J. Dog is going to be hopefully feeling better Good. soon because that's been like my core. I know my cats got very stressed out about all this too, and we have an asthmatic, um, overweight cat with one tooth who has urinary tract problems. So. <laughs> If you stress them out, it's not good. All right. Like things go bad. Amazing. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So seven minutes into our intro, we're going, we're into our podcast. We're going to roll the intro, but coming up on the show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Outspoken Summit, which is in a week. Who would you pick for your pro-am beer mile team? And an unknown runs his way onto the New York marathon podium but currently that's not possible for women so what can we do about that why do we like unconventional stories so much and who is in your formation sarah i hear they have noon endurance in canada now oh canada baby finally i use the sport tabs the basic tabs at crossfit well, I use the Nude Endurance Citrus Mango is the way to go. And now you can try that too in, you know, up north. 
up here in Canada. You can order any of these or the rest tabs to help you sleep or the immunity tabs to fight off those bugs. And you can do that by using the code IRONWOMEN. I'm not saying that to you, Kelly. I'm saying this to the people at home. <laughs> the code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And go check out their new community of women doing cool stuff at Noonness, uh, their TV channel on YouTube. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the titty to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. All right, Sarah. So I am not actually involved uh, with the planning of the ads focus. People always ask me questions. I'm always like, I just show up, guys. I show up. I moderate my panel. I schmooze. That's what I do. I don't know anything. So tell us about the summit in a week. Gosh. Okay. I love what it's like these general questions. Tell, tell us, us about the summit. Well, it's going tell to be us. a summit and it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Um, no, everything is like, everything's coming together. I talked to Sarah True the other day who's doing our opening keynote on Friday night. And so we were kind of like brainstorming a little and I'm pretty excited about some of the things she has to say. We've been doing all of those kind of calls with like speakers. And as you know, from the panel you're hosting, yes. we've been doing sort of just the last roundup, making sure everyone's on the same page and ready to go. And, and everyone is. Oh, good. So good. I'm excited. Okay. I, what I want to know, Kelly, is like, what sessions are you looking forward to? At the well, I told you I'm going to come to your pre-summit and you're going to show me how to be, what is it, transitioning to professional triathlon. You're going to tell yes. me how to be a professional triathlete. Yeah. Me and Rachel Joyce. Yeah. In particular, Rachel Joyce. <laughs> is going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll help you on that one. Yeah. That's a full day pre-summit session. And then I saw um, Sally Edwards is going to give a, I mean, she uh, gave a pretty great speech last year, but she's giving a full keynote on power and politics or something in money, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So last year, literally after the summit, the, like there was a lot of, we got feedback from everyone. Right. And there's sometimes with the feedback, it's like all over the map. Right. Right. But one of the consistent pieces was we want to hear more from Sally Edwards. So anyone who doesn't know Sally, she's in her 70s. She's like a serial entrepreneur. She was one of the founders of Fleet Feet. If anyone knows the running store. Um, right now, she has a heart rate monitor company. She's still like super feisty in her 70s and has really great ideas about like power and money and influence. So that's one of the first speakers as well. So. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I did. I did tell somebody I was going to the women's summit, and they asked me where's the what's the when's the men's summit, and I was like, we just call that the triathlon summit still. <laughs> we just call and also yeah. I'm going to that. So like <laughs> exactly, basically. <laughs> so it's been a few weeks, but in the newsletter this week, it's like we talked about a lot of things. It's off season time, but there are a few races still left and challenge Daytona is doing this like pro am relay thing. That sounds really fun. And pro am stands for like pro and amateur. Oh, pairing honey. Together. Yeah. I think like everyone who follows golf knows that. Yes. It stands for pairing yeah, professionals sure. just... and amateurs together. And so for their version, you get to bid on which professional you want to be teamed up with as like part of raising money for charity. So <laughs> I asked the question, which pro would you want to be teamed up with? And some people sent me some pretty good answers. Ooh, who uh, are yeah. some popular picks? Lauren Brandon. It's a popular pick because, you know, swimming. You looked confused for a second. I thought it was for a triathlon. Oh, a relay team. Yeah, relay team. Oh, so she would do the swim. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 
Got I was it. like, why are you confused by this? Angela Nath. Somebody said Angela Nath too. But then I also was thinking, Sarah here, besides like, who would you pick? Mm-hmm. Do I get to pick a pro or an amateur? Like, what am I? Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, I think you're solidly an amateur triathlete now. <laughs> true. Just so you know. True. Okay. I'm picking Annie Hogg. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, Obvious I, like, choice. Yeah. I mean, I, you, I would just pick Lucy, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> But I was also thinking it's off season and you have a lot of like beer miles now. I saw this swimming drinking competition the other day where you had to drink a, it was a 400 IM and it was a drink between every hundred. That sounds dangerous. And I heard that they've done that, that some of the fancy pro invite races on fancy islands, they've done some of these after too, like the, Oh, so which pro would you pick for your beer mile team? My beer mile team, yeah. I would pick you. No, that's a terrible <laughs> choice, actually. <laughs> okay, I have I ever told you how I was like recruited to like three different drinks drinking. Okay, maybe you would like this better. Okay, okay. In, in Scotland, when they do drinking running events, I, I'm sure they do the beer mile as well. They will do all things drinking in Scotland. Sure, but they also do events where you run like multiple kilometers between pubs and you drink like at every right, pub right, you have to right. down a pint. Right. So we had one at our university that was teams of four and you had to have one woman on the team. And so people tried to like recruit t- you. No, I feel like I've told this story before, but it's worth repeating on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so like multiple teams tried to call and recruit me to be like, because <laughs> to be like, because you had to find someone who could run and, dr- and down and like down a pint before I knew I was celiac, obviously. Well, okay. So people thought I was going to be really good at the beer mile and I was terrible. I'm terrible. Like, I think like I've like only ever finished it once. And I think it took me 24 minutes because I am not a speed drinker. I'm a distance drinker, Sarah. Like I'm not going to finish that beer quickly. So I think I would be better at this. I think I would be better at the like tour de Francia, but that's what my sister's college did. Right. I'm trying to think of like the after party who was there. Like, yeah. So anyway, I would pick Marinda and Tim O'Donnell yes. for sure. They Rainy is a great choice. Definitely can hold their own. Yeah. I think, um, who else would I pick? Oh shoot. I just had it. <laughs> We're all going to wait for Sarah to try. I know. To We're just going to wait. Look, I'm like, if you could see me right now, I'm like wiggling around trying uh, to remember the people. At the after- okay, Lucy good. Charles brought it to the after party. Did she? Okay. Yes. So Lucy would, would definitely be on my list. Who else? Sarah Crowley. Yeah, I could see that. Like Sarah Crowley. You're like, okay. Okay. Yeah, there's, I think a lot of, I think a lot of pro uh, triathlete, the women can like. Can I drink. think the women can drink. Yeah. So mm-hmm. something to think about guys. Think about this. Okay. Let us know. Email <laughs> Kelly. Email Kelly. <laughs> Everybody leave me alone. I'm organizing a summit, but harass <laughs> Kelly with all of your beer, beer mile choices. Oh my God. That's what we should do at the summit beer mile yes should add that in next year yes the after party would be a beer yes. mile. exactly guys brilliant brainstorming as we're on the on the podcast right now all right but real news real things the new york marathon happened this weekend and i was not there sarah but it still happened anyway apparently <laughs> shocking shocking and i mean there were a lot of good stories i saw the very end of it on tv and I included in the in the newsletter this week a link to a sum up of all the inspirational stories if you just want to like read and cry if that's like your thing you're into. But what I wanted to talk about was there is this guy, an Ethiopian runner, uh, whose name I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing. Watch me try. Germa Bakeli Jebri, who 
started in the open field. So he started like with the regular, you know, the sub elites. So how far back is that? Like it's literally wise. just right behind. Like at New York, okay. they blow the gun. Well, the pro women start like 20, 25 minutes ahead. Then they blow they the gun. They blow the gun. They blow no, the, they gun. Shoot the gun. They shoot the gun. It's not a real gun. So I don't think they can shoot it. They sound they do it. what they do. Whatever. They sound a, a noise. They make a noise. And so the pro women go 20, 25 minutes. I don't remember which. Then the pro men and like literally on their heels are the sub elite open men, you know, seated by time, whatever. Like that is a seated spot. So this guy ran from that open field up into third and ended up. So he doesn't, the way the. New York works, I understand, is that they actually don't even run the same course for the first like, like they run on both different sides of a bridge and then they converge after seven or eight miles. And that's mostly to stop the overeager open men from, you know, fucking up the pro race. And so then they converge. So this guy then converged at eight miles and eventually ended up third. So people are all like, I read, I read a few opinion pieces this week, Sarah, on the purity of running. And this is what makes running great that you can just go out there and run your way into 30,000, whatever it was, whatever amount of, money, you know, and, and that's, that's why running is, and that's why you should keep it this way where the elite, like the regular, the regulars start right behind the pros. Cause Boston last year decided they were going to put a gap in between the pro men and the rest of the field. Because the pro women and the sub elite women don't have that state. Like the sub elite women who are starting behind the sub elite men, they have, they can't run their way 25 minutes up through like, that's not Mm -hmm. a thing, right? That's not an option for them. That's not. So the, so Boston decided they were going to make it like equal and not do what New York. So this would not have been possible at Boston is my point. And people are bemoaning that like, Oh, see, this is terrible, terrible. Okay, I would bet like I would bet like a million dollars that like that guy with the unpronounceable name that came third and his the immediate people around him and his coach and his friends like would none of them were surprised at all that this happened. No. And that they may have even like known it was going to happen and thought it was a good way to make a breakthrough. Well, I think he tried to get in the elite field and was rejected because, you know, New York is New York, whatever. So obviously it was a good rate. Obviously it was a breakthrough for him. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> I actually have a solution for this though, Sarah. I know we're not okay. like a solution okay, based so podcast, the, the, but the uh, problem is just so we're like, just so we're all on the same page. The challenge is the problem. that the women don't have the same opportunity because they start further back. Right. The, the sub elite women start further back. Well, I mean, I think at New York, they like kind of do open up the sub, whatever, but like essentially the whole debate has been, well, if the women want to start 20, 25 minutes ahead, which we do like the pro women do, because that gives you more TV time. That gives you like a cleaner road. If you started with the sub elite men, it would be terrible. Right. So in order to create a fair race for the pro women, they start a lot earlier, like 25 minutes earlier. So therefore, obviously, no, nobody's right. Sub elite women are going to make up 25 minutes. So here's what I think you do. Okay. Okay. Just fucking start the sub elite women with the elite pro women. Like essentially Mm. that's all that's happening with your, with the pro men starting right in front of the masses is it's not like anyone it's not like anyone can run their way all the way up. It's a 54,000 person race. It's really only that first corral of sub elite men that even have a shot. Right. Because right? they don't even get across the start line. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. For like, for 10, like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So just take like that group of w- equivalent women mm-hmm. and let them start with the pro women. Like who cares if it's a hundred, 200, like who cares if it's bigger? It like, doesn't, it would be the same. Like it doesn't matter. 
Right. And by the time like they're caught by the pro men, it'd be strung out. Like it wouldn't make a difference. Right. Like just do that. And it would be fine. It'd be fine. Problem solved. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Done. We're a solutions based (laughs) podcast. This is a new For thing. any regular listens, listeners, you will know this, obviously. This is something we're trying. Solutions. It's great. <laughs> people were really into this guy's story, though. Like, because people really, really, really liked the idea of... I mean, the way the New York Times headlined it was, Couch Surfer Makes New York Podium. Which obviously is like a little... Like, yeah, he lives with somebody when he's in New York, in the U S half the time. And then he like lives at home in Ethiopia, right? Like couch surfers a little, but people love the story. They love when the girl got second at Boston, even though she's like a full-time works in a hospital in Arizona. Right. We people, love the underdog. We love that. And we really yeah. love the whole, like, Oh my God, she's doing it unconventionally. She's, she's winning or, you know, whatever the girl who was seventh in New York this weekend is also a firefighter and a foster mom or like, um, Oh my God, she's a master's runner and she has five kids and she's six in the world. That's a real example too. Or like she, you know, she's doing it her own way with this crazy workout regime. That's not the norm for pro runners. Like we really like these crazy, like it's not normal. You're thinking about this. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just want to like, I'm going to throw like a fly into your ointment right now. Okay. All right. Ready? <laughs> like, surely that's just what a story is. Yeah. But that's why, like, then, if you're just like, they're a full-time runner, they have every opportunity in the world, not right. a story. But here, here's my point though. That's my fucking point. You ready? We like okay. it because it's a story because it's different, but then they get more attention and they get more publicity. And, um, I'm not going to say more sponsors, but people love that shit. Right. How many times have you heard people be like, oh, well, I mean, sure, Jan is great, but he has all the resources. Like, he's like a full-time pro. I have more respect for the guy who's working a full-time job. You know, like, you hear that shit all the fucking time. Yeah, that's true. Or like Daniela as well gets a lot of, a lot about that, about being boring and yada, yada. But meanwhile, she's just like this great champion making strides forward for women in triathlon. And so there's really this sense. And I mean, I talked about this in the newsletter two weeks ago. There was this like totally hilariously idiotic debate on slow twitch about what makes a real amateur. Like as if there's some kind of line, if you have a certain number of kids or you work like so many hours at a different job, then, you know, the fact that you're an amateur, like it's amazing. You're doing so good. But it's most, a lot of the pros also work at the job and have kids. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. So when we create mm-hmm. these lines, it's a little bizarre, but we like, I know why we like it. We like it because it feels relatable and it makes it feel like we too can be great. But I think it does a disservice to full-time pro athletes who like you couldn't be Jan, even if you had, or Daniela, not you, Sarah. This is you in general. You could be Daniela. One. I believe in you. <laughs> you could be Daniela. <laughs> Funny that, because I tried. I didn't quite get there. But right. Anyway. But you know when you went full-time in triathlon that you get like a different feedback from people. Absolutely. I think there's like, there's something to be said about the bravery of going all in. And, exactly. and we talked about this in the show. I don't want to like steal your thunder because you did say that to me earlier. But like... <laughs> I'm stealing Kelly's idea and repeating it right now. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's a brilliant idea, guys. It's a brilliant thought. No, it, it really like there is like, because I know how much I know from coaching how hard it is for people to really like throw their hat in the ring truly and like do everything they can to make themselves better. Like there's so it's like if you don't have something to fall back on or if you don't give yourself like a little out, 
that's really hard. A lot of people can't deal with the pressure of that. So there is something really special about those individuals who can do that. And that's what, that's what like 100% who Jan is and Daniela. Yeah. And that's, I think that's just as uh, worthwhile of a story. Maybe the media, I hate when people say the media, we don't have meetings, but maybe the media like just needs to do a better job of like telling the stories that are also like that are the normal story. We don't need to only tell the story. That's the aberration. Like if 90% of people are doing a thing because that's the normal way to do it, then that's also worthwhile. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing is that I think like everyone has a story and everyone has something interesting about them, about it. And there's like, it's up to the media, quote unquote, to like, to mine those stories out. Like even I think, okay, I'm, I keep using the example of Daniela. So now I'm going to counter my point with Daniela. Okay, solid. Like I, few people actually know that she was in school, like for the first like her first bunch of career wins, like including Kona wins. So like she definitely, like she went to school part-time. So in the winter, she'd like go home and like go back to university. And that's like, but because she was so focused on, on triathlon and because that was her main thing, like we don't, the media doesn't talk about that because she doesn't talk about it. Right. And so not a lot of people really knew that. Like some people did, of course, but it wasn't just like this known thing. Like uh, we didn't go, oh my gosh, how does she do it? She also goes to school and she's a this and a that. Like where I think like you could spin that story that way if you wanted to. Well, the next time uh, we have a meeting of the media, I okay. will let people know. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for that uh-huh. public service. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So we don't want to end our first show back after a break without a voicemail from Kelly's mom. So we are excited for that after this. We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And follow at If We Were Riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Well, I'm reading the newsletter, and it is on fire this week. I can really hear your voice, Kelly, in the um, age groupers that are actually pros. There was a part where you said, do you still count as a real amateur as long as you have another job and kids? How many kids are required? What if you have a nanny? Do you have to raise them yourself? I just really thought that sounded like you. Very fun. And I was reading the one about Shailene. I just really find her so interesting. And this idea of like people working in groups, women working in groups to help each other. And I was thinking about the Beyonce reference in the article right above that. Maybe every group of women that works together to help each other is a formation. So that's what you would say to people like, oh, who's in your formation? Oh, yeah, yeah, I form up with so-and-so. So I think that's the new term. We're not going to say training group or posse or whatever. Who's in your formation? Okay, so I would like to clarify that my mom meant Shalane Flanagan, not, I don't, Colleen, Shalene, whatever she said. She meant Shalane. Yes. Yes, clearly. But yeah, but she was talking about 
I feel like we used to call it squad, like squad goals, Shalane squad. squad. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, Beyonce has a formation, like ladies get in formation. Yeah. Which has, a uh, some different overtones to it. Yeah, it does. It's interesting. Like, cause I think when I think of formation, like you were talking about military, right? Like I think of like dance troupe. Like that's what I think of when I hear for like get in a formation. Like we're all doing hip hop together now. Yes. <laughs> like, to fight like the you good fight. <laughs> <laughs> so who's in your formation, Sarah? <laughs> in my form. Okay. I like when, as soon as your mom said that I saw like, uh, I saw like our feisty, you know, like our feisty team. Okay. Like in like a V form. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like ducks. I don't know exactly That makes sense. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, Totally reasonable. Um, (laughs) But of course, like in my mind, we're like dancing hip hop. But still, that's that's like what I pictured. So have you, you know, the memes where like what you think you look like and then what you actually look like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen your beginner hip hop videos. And so I feel like what we would need here (laughs) is what you think this looks like and what it actually looks like. Amazing. I don't think I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm in um what do you call it? Denial about <laughs> what it actually looks like. Okay. So ladies, get into ladies. our formation. <laughs> get into our hip hop formation. Okay, who's in your formation? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I told you before I don't feel like I have a squad. You're but I need my, a you're squad. In my formation. Okay, you're good. Like, you, we're in the same formation. Oh, we're in the same formation. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can you can join mine because you don't have any ideas about yours. Like, you could be you could thanks sarah you could be part of my geese thanks flying in a v formation you people can tell me to stop my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top we're reaching the top we know what it takes to be reaching the top